Life's like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're gonna get. Keep the change, you filthy animal. I see dead people. Hasta la vista, baby. And this is Rebels Without a Clue, our pop culture podcast. So last week, we had a fun time looking at 80s movies that are absolutely crucial for you to watch in isolation. These were kind of the must-sees of that generation. Yeah. And now, as a follow-up, we thought we'd look at 90s films. Uh, and like I said to you last week, I was so excited for this episode. I, I still am excited If for you're this not one. excited, fuck off. Because uh, this, is, this is our prime. This is like where majority of our, I guess, our movie love and- the main movies that we come to love are all in the 90s. That is very true. And the 90s, apart from obviously just the movies alone, you look at 90s music, you look at 90s fashion, you look at basically the 90s as a well-rounded umbrella concept, and it was fucking amazing. I don't care who you are, you cannot fault what the 90s brought in terms of a pop culture. Well, you look at just how much it's influenced pop culture in general. I mean, a lot of the stuff that was done in the 90s, people are still loving and frothing today. Like, it's, it's still what relevant. What are they doing? Frothing. Frothing like dirty cunts. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That's what they did. That's absolutely what they did. Fucking hell. No oh one God. in the 90s would have associated the words frothing this cunt. No. Definitely so, not. let's maybe no. work past that and move on. What would the 90s equivalent have been? Would um, it be something like, I don't know, the 90s were totally bitching? Uh, or they were rad? Rad. Yeah. Rad was a But good, again, yeah. we're, we're basing that off a very American kind of basis. Well, I think for if we're going to go on the Aussie side of it, oh, then God. grouse. Gr- fuck, that's a disgusting word. I fucking love it. You I reckon would. grouse is a good word. Well, that's sick. Uh, well, yeah. Uh, no, I love the way you say it. Go, give me it. Oh, it's sick. That's sick. <laughs> Corona, sorry. <coughs> oh, get away from me. All right. So, it's hard not to look into co- some kind of a list mm. when it comes to 90s because if you were to sit there and spitball as much as you could in terms of 90s movies, you'd be here for the next fucking decade. Yeah. Trolling through whatever you could to try and find- the best of the 90s. Yeah, and look, like me and you tried and attempted to do throughout the week to try and come up with, like, to get a rounded down list of five, can't do it. Good luck. It can't be done. Like, no. Seriously, it can't be done. No, no. I can't. And, and like I said, if you were willing to do, a, like, a fucking 10-part series, like a David Attenborough, I'm going to make fucking animal documentaries for the next 74 years- then sweet, then we can do that. Here we have a list of the best movies from the 90s <laughs> with Brad and Tony. <laughs> uh, so, that would have been an ideal intro. If we- They'll take you on a cinematic safari. Of journey, journey. A journey through the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's where we're kind of at in terms of looking at the expanse of the 90s. Yeah. So, how about we begin? Because I'm pretty keen on getting this started. I know, me too, but where do you start? Okay. But you know what? Honestly, before we start- Okay. 
I'll go through the formalities. Let's get if them out you haven't done so already, guys, be sure to go like and subscribe to us on SoundCloud, Podcast Addict, Spotify, Google Podcast, Podcast Addict for as long as it's around, um, and various other podcast apps that you listen to. We are now on Spreaker, so you can check us out on there too. You can also follow us on our social medias on Instagram, Rebels Without a Clue 03, Twitter, Rebels Without a One, and Facebook, Rebels Without a Clue Podcast. Brilliant. Thank you go. for knocking that out of the way. All right, let's get so, done. So, what I'm going to do, I'm going to say just some of the things that I took note of, yep. and I want you to pull me up as soon as I say something that triggers you. Okay. Not as in like a Karen trigger right. where you don't want to speak to a manager. So, it's also something that gets me excited. Yes, right. exactly. All right. Won't take me long. Matrix. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> That's not even fair. Let me just say this pre-come on the speaker from that comment. That's not even fair. I'm just throwing it out there. This is Come what I, I knew straight away for me uh, when we talk about 90s. That was always going to make a list. Okay. What, so, we started with the Matrix. Let's, let, let's just hash it out. Oh, one of the best action movies of the 90s. Action slash sci-fi. Yeah. It was just the concept of it, the cast, the acting, the groundbreaking special effects for the time. Dude. Not to mention- A movie that came out of fucking nowhere. The thematics, the themes and undertones of what that movie had. To this day, I guarantee you in film classes is still being looked at. The whole Zion concept and the the children. It it was just- It's mind-blowing. Not, not only that, but also it wouldn't surprise me if there's just a big following of, of people that still believe that we are in the Matrix. Like, our day-to-day lives is the Matrix. Yeah, well, I suppose. It, it filters into the co- conspiracy theorist yeah. idea, but mm-hmm. it's hard not to question and address what potentially is reality. Exactly. So, that's where the Matrix, I think, apart from being a phenomenal film- or trilogy more so, it proposed so many interesting ideas that you- how, Tell me you didn't leave the cinema with so many questions and ideas about what that film was about. Yeah, 100%. It was yeah. just amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Not to mention Keanu Reeves. And he's just getting better and better. <sighs> I don't have words for that bloke. I know. He, like, I said say to Tony Keanu the Reeves? other night- he now has approached that upper echelon of people of Al Pacino, Robert De Niro, Leo. He's Definitely. in that category for me. Yep. And, you know, some may question his versatility as an actor, but I call bullshit on that because with the work, the body of work that he's done, I think he's fantastic. He's almost dipped his foot in everything. Almost every genre. What do you think? He's done comedy. He's done action. He's done sci-fi. He's done drama. He's done love stories. Yep. Like- they're the kind of bulk, the bulk, yeah, of the cinema field, and essentially what most people watch. The question is, when will this man get an Oscar? That's a that's a tall ask, yeah. Because, like, but I can see that he's got the potential in him to for just for a production of some sort to come along, and he'll fucking nail it. Yeah, yeah he will. and he will, and he will earn it. Yeah, he won't get it just because everyone froths over him and because he's Keanu Reeves. He will get it because he fucking earns it. But I look at, like, in his early days, he made a movie called My Own Private Idaho with River Phoenix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That should be testament enough for how good he is as an actor. Because if anyone hasn't seen that, and I feel like that is 90s as well somehow. It is, it is. So, guys, if you haven't already watched that, please do so, and it'll kind of give you a better indication and the chops of Keanu Reeves as an actor. Yep. I'm going to throw another one at you. Jurassic Park. Yeah. 
Tell yes. me you didn't think you were a fucking archaeologist by the end of that fucking movie. <laughs> All you wanted to do was go and dig up bones. Oh, I don't know whether that's a fucking nerdy-ass concept, but I know for me, I that said to mum and dad, nerdy. and I pushed the idea- that I was a mad cunt because I knew the fucking names of dinosaurs. You're a fucking genuine loser cunt. Shut the fuck up. I feel like that's what thoughts were going through my dad's head as I said this shit. He's just more of a- Yeah. But ultimately, that movie was something very special for my childhood. Yeah. It really kind of immersed you in a world that live action- Mm. Because you had like- There was a lot of animated dinosaur movies and stuff and really yeah. kind of fake shit. Mm. But that- Took it to the next level. Yeah, especially now when you look back at it, or even if you had the access at the time, mm. when you looked at how they made the movie and you found out that oh. the dinosaurs were virtually remote control robots. Animatronics, yeah. That's how fucking realistic they became. Like, they were real. Yeah. That was unheard of at that, at that point. And I'm going to throw it out there. I know some people may dispute me on this, but I really enjoyed The Lost World. Number three. I know. This, this is my point. I take your silence as my answer to this. Tia I can't, I can't convey my facial expressions through no, audio, you but it's like a cringe face. That's fine. But I just- Anything where dinosaurs in the city, I always imagine that kind of concept. Then you watched the 97 Godzilla, didn't you? I did. I fucking loved it. I loved it. Not going to lie, I loved it too. Fuck! Matthew Broderick. Yeah, Matthew Broderick. <laughs> Hank Azaria. <laughs> what a 90s cast. The dude from The Simpsons, he was in it. <laughs> what a 90s cast, though. Oh, man. It Seven- just made everything so much more appealing. Yeah. Fucking hell. Oh, God. Well, man. there's another one if you okay. haven't watched it. I'm going to fuck Watch with- Godzilla. It's a guilty pleasure. All right. The audience members here, have a listen to this. Watch Tony. I can't explain oh, no. the expression that he's going to get when I say this one. Oh, no, don't. Terminator 2. <laughs> Wait, he just laughed like a schoolgirl. I think his panties got in a bit of a twist. What? It, it, I've said this before, and I'll keep saying it until my dying day. Terminator 2 Judgment Day is the best Terminator slash Arnie Schwarzenegger film to date. To date? Yep. I can't think of anything he's done that's better. Uh, yeah, no, nah, look, I, I'm you probably- na- Name him. No, 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 this is my point. I'm, go- I'm rolling through them in my head. And I don't think there's anything that comes close. Nothing's beat T2. No. No, it's just- It is the best and perfect Terminator movie. And do you know what I I found that was kind of the appealing part of that was- One, the action was fucking ridiculous. Oh, it was amazing. Two, the story was brilliant. How it tied everything in. That Um, too, but also how much- How heavy they poured on the sci-fi element into that movie. Yeah. But yet- didn't make it too nerdy, if you get me. No, it wasn't at all. And it was kind of like understanding the human demise if we keep heading in the direction that we are with technology. That's yeah. And yeah. it was ahead of its time in that oh, sense. dude. You think about the issues and shit we deal with now, and that movie kind of set the tone because how many times do you hear people reference Skynet? <laughs> Skynet Constantly. fights back. Constantly. Miles Dyson. Or you hear anything in the news where and anything to do with some sort of artificial intelligence. And you're like, something oh, is fuck. like straight away, here comes Skynet. Straight away. Mm-hmm. Because of that fucking movie. Yeah. So it definitely did set the tone for what a sci-fi movie could do from different angles. Not only that, but also, I guess, ident- like for me, it identified the pinnacle of cool action hero. Yeah, he like was. Like Arnie- Terminator 2 
his look, his demeanor, the way he spoke, the way the soundtrack he when he entered the scene. Oh, damn it, damn, damn it. Oh my god, stop it. Or even just just the picture of him fucking Okay, when you motorbi- think of it, motorbike leather jacket, yeah. black as shit sunnies, I need pump to- action shotgun over the shoulder on a fucking Harley. Does it get any cooler than that? I need your clothes, your boots, and your motorcycle. I need your clothes, your boots, and your motorcycle. Fuck. And then that big fucking laughs. But do you know what scene does me? When he's going down in the molten and the thumbs up as he yeah. disappears into it. And the music in the background for that for me was just like, oh my God, like fucking yes. For me, yes. for me, the scene that always blew my, blew my mind or yeah. just impressed me the most was- when they're running away from the T one thousand, in the um, I think it's the the, the waterways, uh, the yeah, empty waterways, yeah, yeah, as yeah. they're having like the the chase, the chase. Yeah, my god, that was so cool. Yeah, especially when he kind of turns back, shoots the shotgun, does the spin around oh. reload, bang again, bang. Oh my god! But do you know does what it get like? any cooler? When he picks the kid up off the bike as it's about to be hit and then just hammers it. Oh, yeah. God. Okay, so, so I'm going to move on from that because so we're going to cool. linger on oh that for a God. long time. So if you ever haven't got around to watching Terminator 2, you've been living under a rock, what the hell's wrong with you? Watch Terminator 2 for the yeah. love of fuck. Um, uh, just a side note, mm-hmm. there weren't many other great Terminator movies. No, there weren't. But the one I would Even put the up there- Even the first one wasn't that no. great. The one that sits second for me is Terminator Salvation. Never saw it because to me, any Terminator movie now can't live up to T2. And okay. I can't but do you know what? Trust me when I say it. You you know the props of Christian Bale. Yes. The, some of the scenes, especially the, the automatic- Motorbike scenes, like these things that are obviously part of Skynet. Is that Bro, where he cracked the shits on set? No. Was that the movie where he cracked the shits oh, on I set don't know. And, it, that, and it went viral? Oh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Oh, okay. But there's one scene in that, man. I'm telling you, it will change you in terms of- You'd be thinking the exact same way I do. That it'd be 100% the second best one there. Of all the others, I, I, again, I've watched them all up until Dark Fate. I wouldn't waste my time. Yeah. But that one there is kind of the truest form of what T2 did. So, Nothing moving on. To T2. Moving on. All right. All right. All right. Forrest Gump. Oh, that movie has a special place in my heart. It always will. Mm. It's such a good movie. And, you know, we talk a lot about, I guess, like our strong suit is action. Right? Yes. Action and sci-fi. Yeah. But Forrest Gump is neither of those. It's far Forrest, removed from what that. What would you call it? It's it's because it's not based on a true story. It's a drama. It yeah, it is a drama. It doesn't fit into any other category in my books because yeah. there is some serious moments within that movie that pull on some serious heartstrings. Oh, that will fucking ruin your oh. life. Fuck you, Jenny. You whore. Uh, she has got to be one of the biggest bitches of cinematic history. Hundred percent. Go fuck yourself. Don't fuck, fuck up with Jenny. Forrest. Fucking, you had your back the whole time and you fucking ran. But how good was the scene when, run, Forrest, run. And then they do the slow-mo of him starting to break his shackles. Yeah. And just bolting. And I'm like, oh, And you look at it now and you kind of can see the the kind of, I guess, the symbolism behind that. Oh, of course. Like, as you just said, breaking the shackles. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you never thought about it when you first watched it, but now you're like, shit. as, As a young kid, you're not watching it for the emotional messages that that movie was trying to send like in understanding 
that it wasn't just a physical breaking of the shackles. Yeah. It was an emotional breaking of the shackles as well. So, yeah. again, it's the director's like, for example, there was a scene in a movie I watched recently and it's simple, really, really, really simple facts of it was an introduction scene and all it was was showing an image in a, uh, like a picture frame of they were kind of canvassing the wall of all the different picture frames. And it was this happy family, like mum, dad, and the kid. And then as the camera pans, Mm -hmm. the photos then integrate into a kind of just a, like a big picture of just mum and dad. So you knew something happened to the kid. And it's like telling a story without telling a story. Right. So I feel like with Forrest Gump, it kind of filters into this idea for me where they told a story without telling a story. Mm. So, where that whole metaphor of breaking the emotional shackles, but through the physical storyline. Yeah. Not to mention the fucking journey that you went on in that movie. He, that movie took you to so many different situations and scenarios. Yeah. It was nuts. Yeah. It was actually nuts. It's definitely one of the best pieces to ever come out of the 90s. And you know what? We said it last week. The director. Yeah. Well, that's Robert it. Zemeckis. Yeah. The man's a genius. He really is. He really is. Okay. Moving on. All right. Uh, we'll, we'll kind of keep these two brief because we've touched on them. Lion King. Okay. Yeah. And Home Alone 2. Where do you even begin with those? <laughs> Lion King. I'll really surmise this nice and quick. That is the Disney movie of the night. The Disney movie of Disney for me. That surmises everything of what early Disney was about for me. You know what? That wasn't even early Disney. But that was when Disney was in their stride. That's when they controlled that fucking animated market, man. Yeah. No, no one could compare. Like, not even Warner Brothers could keep up. And, like, I feel like Disney and Pixar these days are very much on a level playing field. <clears throat> but ultimately, The Lion King was the catalyst for animated movies. I don't give a fuck who you are, where you come from. If you have not watched The Lion King, go and jump off a fuck the highest bridge you know into hard concrete. <laughs> I know that I'd sounds I find it very hard to believe if anyone has not seen The Lion King. I reckon we'd be surprised. Mm, I don't know. If you haven't seen it. it oh. If you haven't seen it. If you haven't seen it, please comment and tell me why. Because and I'm get fucking ready curious. to get roasted. I will roast you like a chicken. <laughs> I, I kid you not, I will Joseph Fritzel the fuck oh, out of you. Okay, Home Alone 2. I love that movie. You know how much I love it's that movie. It's fucking brilliant. That is my quintessential Christmas movie. I, think I love that everyone. movie so much. It has to be shown at Christmas. Otherwise, it, I feel like it doesn't- If it's not shown at Christmas, it's not Christmas. Yeah. Like, I, for me, every year on Christmas Day, I will watch Home Alone 2. Without fail. That, to me, is a Christmas tradition. Yes. Yes. I'm not disputing you in any way, any shape or form. And you know what? I still prefer it over number one. Come at me. I don't care. Tony's looking for brawls. Say whatever you want. if you've got something to say, please try. Bring it. Because you're wrong. (laughs) Number two is clearly better than number one. Yes. It just is. Yes. Goodwill hunting. Okay. Now, you're probably going to shoot. You've never seen it. I've never seen it. Okay. So, I'm not going to waste my time on- Peasants, um, in this case, but Goodwill Hunting was one of the most emotionally powerful movies I've ever watched. Matt Damon and Robin Williams, as a duo bouncing back and forward in that movie, I've never seen probably a dynamic as captivating as them two uh, for a very long time. It's really hard when 
like the content of the movie and the story and the theme of what it's about has so many layers to it that you kind of feel yourself being pulled in so many different directions where at times you hate the main character. You think he's an asshole. But then at other times you're like, oh my God, I feel for you because now I know your backstory. So the way they made that movie just felt so layered and complex and the way they looked at mental illness and, you know, even as a savant, the what he did with all the work in mathematics and stuff, it was just crazy. It, it's fucking amazing to watch. So, if you haven't watched it like Tony has, you're a pleb. Absolute pleb. I don't have words. Let's move on because right, you're going to piss it. me off. I'll watch it. Now, oh, let's let's God. break this up a little bit. Okay. We went more of the dramatic route. Now, if I had to picture or kind of describe, I guess, a comedic icon <laughs> of the 90s, <laughs> Adam Sandler in the 90s. The man was he peaked. He was he was that was his peak. He was making gold after gold in the night. He couldn't push a foot wrong. No, he couldn't. He really couldn't. I mean, where do you even the first start? the first the only two, the main two that come to mind? Happy Gilmore, Billy Madison, and Billy Madison. Hunt, oh my! Those two movies are fucking wow. hilarious. When did Big Daddy come out? Big Daddy, I don't think they came out to the early 2000s. Okay. Pretty well, sure. Let me have a look because I'm curious now. Okay. Uh, let's have a quick sus here. 1999. Oh, just in time. Yep. So, that also for me was another film that Adam Sandler did that I felt this immense connection to. I don't know why. I think I just love Adam Sandler's characters are always super lovable. You can't help but love his character. Billy Madison is a fucking spastic in it. But God, it my God, funny. he was funny as shit. And had so many fucking good lines you in it. You think about Gee. it. Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore. How many lines do you recite from those two fucking movies? Shampoo is better. I make the hair all nice and clean. No, conditioner is better. I make the hair silky and smooth. Oh, really, fool? Stop looking at me, swine. You must stay in school. You must stay in school. Don't you say that. Don't you ever say that. Stay here. Stay as long as you can. For the love of God, cherish it. <laughs> you got to cherish it. <laughs> you do. What about the scene when, uh, I think it's Billy Madison, where he's standing on the stage answering that question and then that guy responds with, Oh, no. Oh, I can't. That's a hard one to remember. I Doesn't matter. I can't it, remember. But everyone knows it because yeah. I guarantee you've seen it. All I know is it ends with, and may God have and mercy on your soul. soul. <laughs> or even, like, even with Happy Gilmore, like, it just ripped, like, one of the main ones you remember. And it wasn't even Adam Sandler's line. Yeah. It was like, good shot. Jackass! <laughs> like, how many times did you rip that out oh. when you were hanging out with your mates doing anything and you waited for that one person to stuff up and just straight away, Jackass! <laughs> oh, do you know what I love? I believe that's Mr. Gilmore's ball. <laughs> you see him running over the hill. <laughs> Fuck. I eat pieces like sh- shit like you for breakfast. Oh my god, Done. you eat shit for breakfast? No! <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's fantastic. Fantastic. Um, oh, there we go. Okay. So, yeah, if you haven't seen those, that's definitely ones you need to watch. Yes. As you can tell, just from our monologues just there, you can tell we're quite avid fans of those movies. How can you not be? They're just, 100%. They're just so good. Uh, Blair Witch Project. 
Okay, now we've you discussed this before. It, let me guess. Yes, but you know as to why? Because during the nineties, I was a bitch in the range. <laughs> I was in the range of like, let's say, when Girl I started watching movies and pussy. Yeah, but I, in, when I started watching movies, yes. I was in the ages of let's say four to ten. Yeah, all right. No, so I was a young kid. All right, I was a, and I was a chicken. Yes, all right. Okay, <laughs> little known fact: I was petrified of jaws as a kid. Oh, okay. okay. So that kind of gives you props as to why you're such a bitch. Yeah. Yeah, okay. What's the problem? That's fine. That's not my problem. But the Blair Witch is the absolute quintessential found footage film. After doing my research on it, and I think it only came out later on, I think I'm saying post maybe two or three years later, that I found out that in the makings of it, that the directors at the time didn't provide and like the information for the actors as to how the actual unfolding of the story was going to happen. They left notes around the campsite in which the people were staying because they didn't want to allude to what was going to happen. They wanted to create that genuine element of fear. And then at night, a lot of the scenes, especially the, the classic archetype scene where the girl's speaking into the camera and the little dribble out her nose happens. <laughs> um, that was actually something that was genuine fear. So, funnily enough, there was like some review with an ethical board about that no movies can ever be made like that again, just the right. way they went about it. Right. But the fear within those people in the film was, funnily enough, absolutely genuine because they were making baby calling noises and crying and shit at night. That wow. none of the actors were actually prepared for. So, oh, shit. that's kind of where that inherent fear came. And not to wow. mention that final scene of the man standing in the corner. I don't give a fuck who you are. And the chick running down to chase and find out where it's coming from is terrifying. It, it's That scene will be etched into my mind for a very, very long time. Oh, shit. Um, but it's something, <clears throat> if you haven't watched and you're okay with the horror genre, it's a must-see. Absolute must-see. Yeah. Okay. I know what you're looking at. I know, but I know what you're looking at as well. No, 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 no. I, I had my eye on that one. Okay. Now, you didn't even need to like sport when you were a kid. You just knew that this movie was going to knock it out of the park and you were going to watch it a thousand times. I'd say a little bit more than knocking it out of the park. And, of course, by that, I'm talking Space Jam. Yeah, fuck yeah. Fucking Space Jam. Holy crap. Another mixture, and again, me doing the whole crossover of animated and real and live action. But come on, Looney Tunes characters with Michael fucking Jordan. Yeah. Does it get any cooler than that? Well, Michael Jordan being one of the most iconic people of the 90s era. Yep. With some of the best, best animated characters that I think have ever existed in animation. Yeah, I'm with you there. I feel like the direction that animation took in in terms of, like, after-school special, like, TV series and stuff, nothing came close to Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck, Roadrunner. These sorts of characters defined the generation. Yeah. Truly did. Yeah. Truly did. And this had been, and look, and this was the kind of first resurgence since, I mean, they stopped making Looney Tunes cartoons in the, I believe, in the 70s. Okay. So, they had been out of commission for a while, but because they're so iconic and the and the repeats have kept being shown on TV and stuff, kids for generations still knew who these characters were 
even though there was no new content coming out for mm. years. Mm. Mm. And then to bust it out with Michael Jordan, holy crap, man. And so to, fucking good. Not to mention the fucking soundtrack. Oh, yeah. Holy shit. Come on, how much the do you not just get Come on, slam, and welcome to the jam. <laughs> Come on, how much do you not just get fucking G'd up when you hear that song? When I used to hear, bum, 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 bum. Uh, the, 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 uh, what's the song called? What's the song called? Gonna fly. No, 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 no. That's another one. When they're walking out. When they're walking out onto the stadium. Dun, dun, dun. Correct. And you're like, oh my god. Yeah, like, oh yes. What a movie. You know, and today I still want to get myself a Tune Squad jersey. I'm pretty sure JJ's was selling them at one point. I fucking want one. God, I want one. Oh, please go into liquidation. Oh, fuck off. What else? What else? So, speaking of sport movies. Okay. I can't go past this one. I have to put it in. I have to. Yeah. The Mighty Ducks. Oh. <laughs> okay. This had more and influence on us than most movies. Oh, dude. And you know, I can't choose between the first one, Champions, mm. and D2, The yeah. Mighty Ducks. Yeah. Because I love them both so much. Number was three D2 was the garbage. Russians? Yes. When they become like the American squad and then they- Yep. Yeah. Yep. That definitely- uh, Yeah, Team USA. Was up there with me. D1 was great. Okay, USA. Are you sure that's from the right movie? No, it's, it's no, not from that movie. I was going to say. I just had to say it. Okay. This is your crossover A little bit, movies. yeah. Okay, sweet. Yeah. But, like, this was kind of, I don't know about you, but this was my first introduction to Coach Bombay, a.k.a. Emilio Estevez. Right, I hadn't seen him in anything before. Emilio! I hadn't seen him in anything before this movie. What? Did Hot Shots come out before that? No, that's Charlie Sheen. That's Charlie My bad. Sheen. That's his brother. There was- Oh, fuck yeah. Shit. Okay. He would have been in Young Guns. Yeah. Yes. That. Yes, he was. Yeah. But I hadn't- I didn't know who he was until this movie, and it wasn't until Mighty Ducks came around- where I finally saw Emilio and like, oh my god, he is fucking awesome. But he kind of just disappeared after it. Yeah, it's kind of sad. I don't know whether it was he just got typecast and then couldn't find roles after that, or whether he had problems with Hollywood execs. I don't know. So, who knows? Regardless, who knows? but that was the pinnacle of his fucking career. And you mentioned earlier, and you alluded to the fact of how big an impact this had on us as kids. Yes. Do you want to elaborate a little bit on that? Well, for those of you who don't know, we were avid. And that's putting it politely. And I don't know if we've ever mentioned this. No, I don't think we have. On the pod before. But Brad and I have known each other since, what, 1995? Five, yeah. Five or six, yeah. And we live literally- Two houses down. Two houses down from each other. So, Mm -hmm. we've known each other for a long ass time. So, go on. So, we were avid skaters. Rollerbladers. Rollerbladers. Would you say as in post D2 that it really started to form? Nope. All right, maybe before- For me, it was definitely after. Okay. There was a large amount of time that we spent on skates. Mm -hmm. It was- I lived in a court and Tony lived on the street to the adjoining of my court. So, there was a lot of time spent skating around, but we knew we stepped it up a notch when it started to form into games of hockey. Because we had- Basically, Brad had his- like his group of, I guess, street kids that he hung out with in his court. And and my me and my brother also had another group of street kids that used to hang out at the front of my house. And at one point, 
the worlds collided and we started and we saw each other obviously rollerblading and whatnot. I'm like, hey, you guys rollerblade. Do you guys like hockey? Yeah, let's play each other in hockey. And then it became the saga of Brad's court versus <laughs> yeah, your the rest, street. Yeah, really. And it was just years of street hockey. It was fucking incredible. Incredible. Because the sad part was my team consisted of literally two players. The rest of my other players (laughs) were fucking shit. But me and another kid- You made up for it. Held up that fucking team. You did. Whereas Tony's team had a really balanced team and it was annoying because who- Like, you had what, Macaulay, your brother- I don't think McCullough was really at sure? that point. There was the testers. <gasps> yeah, but did, I don't think they played with us, bro. Yeah, I think they did. Okay. All right, if you say so. So, it was them, my brother. Yeah. Did Marotis ever play with us? I think so. He did. Because he was a rough cunt. Yeah. Yeah, he was, <laughs> he was the, the more rough one out of all of us. Oh, yep. Yeah. Um, Greek. But, yeah, I mean, but back to the movie itself. Like, that's what this movie inspired of us. Yeah. It got us- to love a sport that we knew nothing about. And it wasn't a prominent thing in no. Australia at the time. No, it wasn't. But after that movie, it fucking did. Yeah. Because you didn't go to a department store after that where they did not have rollerblades on sale, hockey sticks available, pucks, goals, kit, everything you needed I, to play hockey. But you know we were makeshift true 90s kids for the fact that we used recycling bins for goals, bro. Do you remember the sticks? Not just the sticks. The, you- ma- the, the Mark 1 sticks yeah. before we bought them? 100%. But My dad in the shed <laughs> on the weekends <laughs> making hockey sticks for all us kids. It was nuts. Wait, but do you know what was even more fucked up? Do you remember how many balls and pucks we <laughs> lost down those fucking drains? Until we discovered and got the two by fours to cover the drain hole so we didn't stop losing We started pucks. getting really elaborate <laughs> with our courses. And not to mention we were becoming experts at... Just one person yelling, car! And then everyone cleared. Oh, my God. It, we were it was like World War Z, but running away from cars and people. Yeah. Yeah. But, oh, but anyways, just, that's for a, a great- movie For a movie to inspire that kind of reaction is ridiculous. Because, I mean, you look at it. It's It was a cast of kids- like and pretty much like your ragtag bunch, yeah. You know, like it the, was the like the Sandlot two point Yeah, it was the outcast in the misfits in the misfits that came together and became something great. Yeah, it really and did. it was fucking awesome. I wouldn't give up my childhood memories for a million dollars. No, I truly wouldn't. Nope, me neither. Um, oh my god, go back up one. Did you watch Hackers? I never saw Hackers. Okay, you're a fucking cocksucker. <laughs> Angelina Jolie, one of the hottest things to ever come out of that fucking movie. And that was kind of... Oh, okay, this is so fucking lame, bro. You ready? Mm-hmm. Hackers was the movie that made me think for some reason that I could access the internet without any form of broadband or anything like that. Oh, my God. I used to type in all this weird code shit thinking, hey, I'm a fucking hacker. I oh can do this. Oh, my God. Bro, I didn't even have a fucking cable to connect the computer to oh. a phone line. Let me guess. You were doing it on a fucking typewriter. No, I'm not that old. <laughs> I'm not my dad. But, my God, that movie- Honestly, made me find a new affinity for games and computers, and it really triggered that aspect of me. But again, Angelina Jolie's boobs in that were just—I I don't her know. Boobs in anything are fantastic. Yeah, let's not. I just love her. Yeah, I really do. Ten things I hate about you. 
where do I even start? That was a great movie. Between the humour, yep. the story, Heath Ledger being an Aussie at an American school. Yeah. You just found it so much relatable content about yep. the way he was. Not necessarily wielding knives and shit and that whole bad boy image. No. But he was the it was almost like he was the like portrayed as a bad boy, but was really just an outcast loner. Exactly. Forget me? Yes. Yes. But Julia Styles, okay, so I've got a real problem with her now. So looking back, she was in Save the Last Dance, which at the time I loved it for what it was. Yep. But my God, she annoyed the fuck out of me until she redeemed herself in the Bourne series. Okay. But prior to that, her peak was 10 Things I Hate About You. It really didn't go past that for me. Mm. She really didn't do much else that kind of gave her any props as an actress. Mm-hmm. But I look at, you know, the beginnings of what Heath Ledger would become from that film. Yeah, yeah, I'll pay that. It, it was it's just Was that his first big break in Hollywood? Uh I think he did a few other things, but right. I don't think as prominent as that. So that was more of his big break. Yeah, because right. he'd done a lot of Aussie work. So there was like a movie like Idle Hands. Right. You probably haven't heard of that. No. Uh no, sorry, not Idle Hands, Two Hands. No. Really, really fantastic Australian fleet. Uh, but that was kind of after all that had gone down. He kind of earned his credentials here, moved to the States, and then landed that. Yeah. And what a fucking great movie. Yeah. And that's when like movie. those sort of teen movies were at their peak. Bro, don't even get me started on that. Empire Records, High Fidelity, Loser. God, there were so many good school-based movies out yeah. of that time. Yeah. Uh, there was that other one with Jennifer Love Hewitt. I can't think. Oh, uh, oh. can't hardly wait. There's that one. Um, she's all that. That's the. That's what I was just thinking. Freddie Prince. Yes. Freddie Prince. Yes. Another fantastic era of rom coms. Yep. Great. And I'm gonna shift it back to I guess more of a childhood. Yep. Go for it. Childhood classic, and that has to be fuck. It has to be Hook. Yeah. Where is Peter Pan? How can you not love that movie? But tell me you didn't froth Rufio. Oh, who he did? He was the biggest sitcom. Who did not froth Rufio? 100%. He was so freaking cool. You were too cool for school, bro. Oh, yeah. And you know what? Just Robin Williams in that movie, like, it's, it was weird. Like, I find it weird now to see him play, like, the kind of the, the straight man, if you get me. Yeah, no, I get but you. But then when he becomes the more childish, like, actual Peter Pan, it's like, there he is. There's Robin Williams. Yes, yes. Because I think roughly around the same time, there was a movie that he did called What Dreams May Come. And that was a very heavy and at times super depressing movie. But it kind of just gave way to seeing what Robin Williams could do. Because then you think about it, there was Patch Adams. There was Mrs. Doubtfire. God, he was phenomenal. He was another Adam Sandler in terms of just oh, dominating yeah. the 90s. Yep, Flubber. Fucking poo, but my god, there was a lot that he did. There's not way to describe it. Yeah. Oh, wow. But Hook, man, how can you not love Hook? Hook is just such a brilliant take on the Peter Pan story. Dustin Hoffman. That's right. And he suited that. Oh, yeah. He suited that so well. He nailed Captain Hook. Yeah, he really did. He was amazing. And Julia Roberts was Tinkerbell. No. Fuck me. Yeah. Yeah, quality cast. Bob Hoskins was um was Shmee. Oh, Shmee. Wow. Wow. And that's kind Killed of some cast, 90s cast. Oh, just such a great movie. Yeah. That's so good. 
I can watch that over and over again and not get sick of it. Do you find it takes you back into the kids' realm? Oh, yeah. You feel like a child again? Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Should we touch on it just quickly? Only break. Mortal Kombat. All right, move on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'll work. <laughs> That'll work. Um, oh, well. Which one? Boys don't cry. If anyone hasn't seen that mm-hmm. and is up for a tearjerker that'll ruin your soul, trust me, that is what Hilary Swank did that changed the landscape of her as an actress. She is phenomenal in whatever she touches, but trust me when I say that that is the catalyst for what she became later in her years. So I'm just going to say that. Let's move on. What do you got? American Beauty. I never saw it. Obviously, because I was uh, a young look, man at the time. It's an acquired taste, and it was a very kind of indie film mm-hmm. with Kevin Spacey. Uh, it was weird. It was super weird. Mina Savari, who plays the girl in it. Hot. I, I, see, I can't I always even, thought she was hot. I can't find words. And, bro, if you watch that, I'm telling you, I don't give a fuck. This is going to sound highly inappropriate. That was <laughs> mass wank bank. <laughs> no shit. Kevin Spacey was the man in that movie, literally the man. But it was kind of a really, really fucking inappropriate relationship. But still, I'll put it up there. We have to. American Pie. Oh, my God. Talking of teen movies. A teen <sighs> what movie list does not go without American, American Pie, Pie at the top. 100%. Oh, it's, it is the teen movie. Yeah, it really was. At the time, American Pie was fucking perfect. It would look for me at that point. American Pie was borderline porn, close to. There was so much sexual innuendo that oh, came out of that film, dude. And the fact of fucking a pie. Mm. You know what? But we strange got, scene. But what we one of the main things we got out of American Pie, and it's become such a big thing now, is MILF. Oh yeah, yeah. We didn't know about MILF until American Pie. Exactly. That exactly. Big, that made it a thing, and it kind of reaffirmed. Especially what you're saying in terms of MILF, like Stifler's mum. How much did you want to bang all the women after oh, that film? Oh, dude. Ugh, let's, yeah. let's not even go there. Yeah. Let's not even go there. Oh, you know what we're going for now. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. has to be probably one of the best sci-fi movies of all time, The Fifth Element. Yeah. The Fifth Fucking Element. With Holy Bruce shit. Willis... Ian Holm, Gary Oldman. Millie Yorbovich. Oh, dude. What she a fucking stomach cast. Oh, oh, man. In that red oh. rubber suit. Oh, uh, Monty Pass. Uh, Monty Pass. <laughs> Blast. Help. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, for a movie that was so heavily, heavily sci-fi, where it just got to the point where it all like, was convoluted to a degree, you still were glued to that movie. And it didn't have a short runtime. It went it was a pretty long. I feel like it was a sci-fi epic. It was. Yeah. It fucking was. It was nuts. It kind of set the tone for what sci-fi exactly was about. Mm. And the nineties again produced some phenomenal sci-fi. Yeah. And to put be put in a bracket with uh what's it called? Uh Fifth Element. Yeah. You know that any other sci-fi film that matches or even ends up remotely in that realm is yeah. going to be good. Oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And going on the hi-fi, uh, hi-fi, going on the, on the hi-fi. hi-fi, going on the sci-fi theme of things. Another one to come out towards the later end of the nineties, Men in Black. <laughs> yeah, 
What? I found it very funny. Oh, of course it was funny. Will Smith, man. It was it was stupid, but it was funny. Yeah. Very, very funny. But you were captivated by it because not only was it funny, but it had some fucking cool sci-fi action. Do you know what I love? Like, come on. As if you weren't frothing any of the guns that were in that film. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> wow. You yeah. had a stroke. I did. <laughs> but, man... Oh, fucking such a good And movie. for us, being the children that we were, how much do we pride ourselves on the guns that we always own? Oh. You would go to the Melbourne show yep. and absolutely cane your mum and dad to get you the army show bags. Yep. Because Almost. you wanted a you fucking AK-47. Not straight. to shoot up a school or anything, but just to play guns. Yep. Holy shit, did I just say that? Yep. <laughs> and we spent many a weekend playing guns. We did. We did. Setting up forts. On the best part. Remember the house that was being built beside me? A half-constructed house. Half-constructed house, building bricks without any form of mortar to make sure that it stays sturdy. This thing could have caved in on us. We could have died. Yeah. But doesn't matter. We had a brick fort. Damn straight we did. Fuck everyone else. Yep. Definitely. Yep. Simple. Look, it has to have a mention. Yeah. You have to. Austin Powers. Oh, you want to put that one in? You have to. Austin Powers. Yeah. But there's a lot of lines there wasn't that came any- out of that. And not to mention, like, there wasn't anything like that beforehand. I never really saw a spoof of James Bond. Wait, can I just say spoof? Do it. Mm, spoof. Sprog. But you never saw a parody of James Bond. No, you didn't. Not until Austin Powers came along. And again, perfect casting. Michael, yeah. My- Michael Myers. Yeah. My head's in that. Mike Myers. Horror. Mike Myers. Phenomenal job at it. Elizabeth Hurley. Oh, my God. Again, she another is so, bombshell. so hot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. she was absolutely... She's, I reckon she's still gorgeous. Bedazzled. Oh, don't... Bedazzled. Know. I'm going to throw it out there again. Wank bank material. Yep. Yep. Seth Green. Yes. <laughs> Typical Scott. 90s cunt. Scott. Scott. Don't look, at, don't look at me like I'm freaking Frankenstein. Don't look at me every guy father or hun. <laughs> I'm with it. I'm cool. <laughs> you watch that a lot. Huh? <laughs> what about the one underneath it? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. I love this movie. I really do. I want to do an episode on it at some point. This is probably one of the best 90s action films. <sighs> yeah, it is. And for the cast that it was, you couldn't have picked it better. All right. Should we just start with... I'll start with three main... St- three main cast. Go. Okay. Sylvester Stallone, Wesley Snipes, Sandra Bullock. And if you don't know it already, it's Demolition Man. What a fucking cool movie, man. (laughs) Wesley Snipes was so fucking boss in that film. And and you know what? You look back at it now, an an oddly accurate prediction of the future. Of him becoming a crackhead. (laughs) Wow. Who? Wesley Snipes. You mean becoming a tax evasion? Uh, it's coupled together. <laughs> and I'm sorry, but that hair killed me in that movie. Uh, it was cool for the time. Uh, it was cool for the time. It was. It, it was, was cool for the time. But you just look at the way they depicted the future in that movie. It's kind of Accurate? almost coming true. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of freaky. Yep. But it's such a cool movie, like, man. Like, you think the sexual VR thing. Like, <laughs> we've taken that to another notch, man. <laughs> Mm, sexual VR point of view show me your fucking ass mm. <laughs> but even like getting the getting the fines for swearing oh I know because he needed toilet paper <laughs> like, 
Uh, but Sandra sorry, Bullock was so fucking hot again. She was hot in that movie. Oh, dear Lord. Yep. Dear Lord. Yep. Which one are you looking at? But, uh, there's two I'm looking at. I know now. you're looking at two. I'm only looking at one, to be honest. We've done the episode on it. Yeah, so the crow. quick mention, The Crow. The Crow. We don't have to say anything. No. If Brent you haven't Lee. done so already, I'm pretty sure it's episode four for us. Yeah. Listen to it. You'll get our views on The Crow. It's fucking brilliant. Yep. Uh, American History X. Mm-hmm. One of probably the most powerful and thought-provoking films of the 90s. That shit was a shock to the system. In the first three minutes of that film, you see someone get pavement stomped. And it's a very, very uncomfortable scene to watch, but my God, does Edward Norton play a white supremacist perfectly. He is scary as fuck in that movie, but just brilliant. It's simply brilliant. Dust till dawn. The vampire genre. It speaks for itself. You you can't give that words. Like, between Tarantino... I would have never pegged George Clooney for a vampire flick sort of dude. No. But he fucking played it yep. perfectly. And I just have to mention one person. Go. I don't even have to explain why. Selma Hyatt. Wank bank material. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. Holy fuck. Everyone knows shit. that scene. Everyone knows it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Unbe-fucking-leavable. Yes, she was. Shit. So fucking good. Oh, it just keeps rolling. Wayne's yeah. world. Honourable mentions, Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels. Yep. There were a lot of one-liners that came out of that yep. fucking film. Although I find... Like, I did like Lock, Stock, don't get me Snatch. wrong. Snatch. Snatch was the, the go-to for me. Snatch is the tits. Yeah. Wayne's World. Wayne's World. It, where do you start? You, oh, so much there, man. There is so much. Something about Something Mary. about Mary. One of the most iconic comedy movies of the 90s. It was. And the amount of semen jokes that came out as a result of that fucking movie and jizzing in girls' hair. I wonder, like, if they conducted a study of men blowing in their hands and putting it in their partner's hair, I'd be curious just to know the spike. Oh, fuck me. Now, a historical masterpiece. Masterpiece kind of surmises it, but this changed cinema. This changed the landscape of epic movies for me. Go on. <laughs> Braveheart. Yes. Braveheart ruined my life in a positive way, if that's even possible. It was so powerful. It was emotionally exhausting. Mel Gibson's performance in that was just... He'd been put on the map a long time ago prior to that. Yeah. But that was kind of the pinnacle for me of what Mel Gibson did. I think he really, really set the tone for what he was capable of through that film. Yeah. God, yes. Between the fight scenes. Oh, but bro, one of the fight scenes, I watched this stupid stuff up, right? They're filming a battle scene and it's Mel Gibson fighting whoever in the foreground. Yeah. But in the background, there's two blokes with swords and- they like obviously have to mimic the fighting, yeah. But it's two guys like play fighting, and they're like tapping swords <laughs> and like barely moving in the process. While in the foreground, there's cunts being like hexagon decapitations, and these two are literally larping in the back. Just fucking, <laughs> and I was like, oh god. But you know, one thing we have to say, yeah, we have to we have to do a reenactment here, mm-hmm. and it's a quick one. Mm. Mark York. Mark York. 
Machiolak! <laughs> you know, it's surprising because most people would have thought we'd gone the Kateka Freedom! Freedom! Yeah. But no, Machiolak! <laughs> All right, going back to animation. What you what can is speak there to about s- this one? What is there to say about Aladdin? Uh, the original Aladdin. Like, what more do you need out of that movie? It's I didn't love it. I love. I, I. All right, fair enough. You're a fuckwit, but you know, but how can you not love Aladdin? It uh, had everything. Genie was it Robin Williams, wasn't it? Damn straight, it yeah. was the one yeah. and only Genie. Sorry, Will Smith, but. There's only one Don't even get me started. Will Smith looked like a fucking turd in yep, the new sure one. Sure did. He just looked like a blue Will Smith. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it had everything. It had great story. It had good action. It had fucking fantastic comedy. It, and some of the songs, you just... You're stuck in your head, yeah. man. It just... Oh, such... It, it's it's definitely one of the... I guess the, one of the founding... Like, I'd put it in the founding fathers of Disney movies. Okay. Okay. Like, it's that iconic. Yeah. We've oh, done it already. Fuck but me, fuck me. Casino. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. We are. We've we've done Casino. We've spoken about it. Yeah. You want to know more? Listen to episode of Casino. Uh, speed. speed. Holy <laughs> shit! For me, I'm gonna say that that is probably behind the Lost Boys, one of the most rented movies. In my case, I could have recited lines from that like you would not believe. It was an actual problem. My mum and dad got so sick of me watching that fucking movie. It's a joke. Yep. Again, Sandra Bullock, Keanu Reeves, it's just made. It's a made movie. What a... Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> There's three. Okay, There's I'm three just going to throw all three of them out there. Go. So, Independence Day, yep. Point Break, yep. Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah. <laughs> this is what we mean by the 90s. Where do you even begin... To try and encapsulate and, oh. oh and go through oh my how God. good these movies were. Again, another one. Face, Face off. off. Fuck, what a movie. Oh, what about this one? Sly Galaxy Quest. Oh, fuck off, Tim Allen. Go back to home and how, how is that even on the list? It shouldn't fuck be. Off. It really should be. Total Recall. Yeah. Fucking hell. Old one, not the new one. For, for one particular person who I know is not going to listen anyway, but- Charlie Murphy. Charlie Murphy. Okay, Kondo. Yeah. Dumb and dumber. <laughs> don't, don't get me wrong. I find that movie to be actually pretty fucking fun. It is. It's fantastic. And again, it was part of Jim Carrey's, I guess... Dominance of the 90s. Again, another one of those actors that dominated the 90s. Yep. Liar, liar. Yep. Uh, liar, liar. Ace Ventura. Both. Dumb and dumber. Yeah. The Mask. Yeah, uh, it just kept rolling. Uh, I guess you could kind of say Cable Guy. But oh, I'm bro, I loved fan. it. I loved it. Oh, I wasn't a fan of Cable Guy. It didn't really do much The Sixth Sense. You can take this one. One of the most, I, honestly, put M. Night Shyamalan on the map. It really, really gave probably one of the best twist endings I think I've ever seen in any film. And when he does a follow-up with something like Signs, which, again, has one of the best endings... But also, he does it in a way that it's scary, but not overtly scary because you're preempting that there's some kind of undertone to what's going to happen. You're always just waiting. You mean he did it in a way? What did I say? He, he done fucked up later on. With what? Oh, what was that movie where uh, it was that the the people that lived in the village and they can't go outside the forest because the monsters were there? And the twist is once they make it past the forest, it's the rest of normal civilization. Yeah. What yeah, was that shit yeah. one? Yeah, I can't think. That was I garbage. Okay. 
there was lady, not, not lady in the water. There was something about the water. I don't know. Regardless, he controlled twists in movies like no other person had done. He set the tone for a lot of other directors these days in terms of developing a story in multiple angles to create one integrated ending at at, like at the finish of the film. So that's, I suppose, why you would definitely, definitely need to put the Sixth Sense on that list. Yeah. And speaking of like iconic actors, like we've spoken a lot about iconic actors of the 90s. Yeah. But you have to put this iconic director of the 90s in. Tarantino. Fucking Tarantino. Yeah. And what's on the list now? Reservoir Dogs. Oh my God. What a okay. fucking movie. The best thing to come out of that was the soundtrack. The best for me. Thing? For me. For Don't me. get me wrong, the soundtrack was amazing. And this is the movie that made me love Michael Madsen. Mm-hmm. I love his movies regardless, but he was so fucking cool in that film. They it's all were cool in this movie, yeah, man. Yeah. That was so fucking yeah, And cool. if you're a, a connoisseur of the Tarantino genre of film, if you haven't watched Reservoir Dogs, then you're definitely messing out. Messing out. Missing messing, out. Missing out. I know, I know. We're adding just a couple of quick mentions here. Uh, Edward Scissorhands. Yep. Uh, Beauty and the Beast. Oh, seven. Never really a fan. Seven. Yep. I, don't, I think, were you a fan of being John Malkovich? Uh, it was interesting, but it's not my forte. Yeah. Boogie Nights. Uh, yeah. I didn't watch that till later on, but great. it was great. Uh, Leon the Professional. Fuck. I think I love between that, that and Ronan, those were two of the best genre no films for me. Now, talking about action movies where worlds collide, Holy where shit. do they collide more than 1995's Heat? Yeah. Yeah. Al Pacino and Robert De Niro in a film together. With a finally. nice cameo from Val Kilmer. Dude. Oh, before he and got John fat Blake. and lazy. And John Blake. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned yeah, that last fat, week. Fat, he'd be cunt. <laughs> <laughs> but, what, like, oh, what... What a dynamite of a fucking movie. The most dynamic pair to ever see the screen together. Mm. I, I, I don't. I can't see anyone else that would fit that profile. Yeah. That's just, that's my take. Pretty Woman. Fuck yeah. yeah. Look, you know, it's a staple for any, oh my God, stop it, Tony. Silence <laughs> of the Lambs. Holy shit. Between that, Red Dragon, God, there, Hannibal, Anthony Hopkins. And I'll say it as avidly as I possibly can. He sits in the realm of De Niro and Pacino and these sorts of characters. Because what he can do, and in terms of certain characters, I don't think anyone else could. Yeah. He comes across as a genuine fucking psycho. Like, he scares me. Yeah. Yes. I don't know if you've seen that video recently that's been flying around yes. on social media of him listening to thrash metal. Yes. <laughs> he's terrifying. It's like his eyes he's pop out his head. It's terrifying, but it's great at the same time. I know, I know. I have to mention it in the Toy Story. Yeah. It's, it, it's, a, of, given. it's it a given. It was, I'm pretty sure it was one of the first CGI big budget movies. Yeah. Where you had actual 3D animation. Pixar got it right. And it's man, as it created, as that. and that movie created a dynasty. Yeah, it did. It did. Of. Oh, just any movie that gets 100% on Rotten Tomatoes, you know you've done something right. Exactly right. Yeah. Groundhog Day, I'll give it a quick mention only because they played it on TV the, all the fucking time and you could not but watch it. Yeah. Didn't, didn't love it. Fargo's amazing. Oh my God. Gattaca, I studied that at school. That movie cooked my brain. If you get stoned, don't watch Gattaca. That, that's all I'm saying. Oh, Boys in the Hood. 
boys in the hood. What a movie. Hoop Dreams, another great movie. Iron Giant, I don't know if you watched it. I watched it a couple times, but I was only young when I did. I watched it as a kid and I loved it. Mm. It just uh, it just spoke volumes yeah. to me at the time. That look, this movie's iconic. Yeah. Scream. Yeah. It's it is would you say it's probably like I guess the would you go as far as to say it's probably the most iconic horror movie of the nineties? Not best. Not the best, but the icon- most iconic. I think it represents the nineties teen genre. The most out of all films. Yep. Um, I wouldn't say... It, it's really hard to peg because the, the horror genre was flooded in the 90s. Yeah. And there was so... Like Hellraiser, prominent through the 90s. Halloween, prominent through the 90s. The 90s. The 90s. <laughs> you dumb fuck. <laughs> uh, Goodfellas, fuck me. Come on. Like Saving Private Ryan. Saving Private Ryan, a war epic. It's... it's yeah. Im- that... I would say that that is a masterpiece. That would yeah. Oh, without question, that that sits firmly on that pedestal of Braveheart. I would put it on the pedestal of greatest movies of all time. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, they're on the same stool. Yeah. Definitely. Good. Good fellas. Like a quintessential not, mob movie. If you're a wog and you haven't watched it, you're doing something wrong. You know what? Not even that. Even if you're not a wog, even if you just like gangster movies or just action movies in general, Goodfellas and you I, need to I watch will it. wholeheartedly say this, and fuck you to anyone that disagrees with me, but Goodfellas is ten times better than Scarface. Yep, I'll agree with you on that one. Yep. Scarface, extremely overrated. Yep. It's look, don't get me wrong, I don't mind it, but it's not it doesn't hit my top list. No. And if you want to dispute me on that, give me a reason as to why you think Scarface is better than Goodfellas. You're not, Moving you're on. The, you're the dude standing at the um at the trestle table. Prove Sorry, me wrong. Prove me wrong. <laughs> Friday. Friday. Classic. Oh, classic. Fucking classic hood movie. Fight Club. Oh, my God. Speaks volumes. What good a twist ending movie, man. That's so good. Brad Pitt's performance, just impeccable. And I think every girl wanted to fuck him after that movie. Oh, yeah. They wanted to fuck him. I anyway. think I wanted to as well. <gasps> Shunlers? Iconic. Like, it's it's long-winded. It's drawn out. But it's an absolute necessity to watch if you haven't. Titanic. I'll let, I'll let you take this one. I saw Titanic twice at the cinemas with mum and dad. I, I've watched it so many times and I still fucking hate you rose slut <laughs> not allowing Leo on the board. I'm sorry. He oh, could have got on the door. We all know it. Do you know there were tests done about that door? We discussed this at some point. Yep. Yep. Go fuck yourself, Rose. Moving on. Uh, Shawshank. You can understand why it's number two. Yeah. It's a simple fact. that One of the most brilliant piece together movies and... Slow building, perfect dramas. It just had everything it needed to. With Andy Dufresne. Andy Dufresne. <laughs> Pulp Fiction. And that is number one. What do you number say? Number one of our list. What do you say about Pulp Fiction, man? It, it was just everything that Tarantino did that was right. Yeah. It, it, it was like the moon's aligned for that film. Yeah. Travolta, Samuel Jackson, just the dynamic duo. Made, made, yeah, definitely. But yeah, a few ones that we that we thought of, yeah, that didn't make it on that. Honorable list. mentions. Here we go. Here are some honorable mentions for mine on the list. Ones that didn't make it uh, were oh shit. Uh, there's only a couple. Judge Dread. Judge Dread. I fucking love Judge Dread. You. It was actually thanks to you, mm-hmm. Brad. I do. Remember. You showed me Judge Dread. I did. And 
I fucking loved that movie ever since. Fantastic. I like that's one of my favorite Stallone movies of all time. Oh yeah, fuck I yeah. Love Judge Dredd and True Lies. Great movie. I, that was again. That was another one where it got repeated on TV so much. It was thrashed. But you loved watching it every time. Yeah, you did. You, you just did. You couldn't. You couldn't not. Jamie Lee Curtis, striptease scene, wank bank material. I don't think she's ever been that hot ever. I I have an affinity for Jamie Lee Curtis just for the fact that she is the absolute like power person godmother of horror. Her from 1978 in the first Halloween to what she's doing now with the new Halloweens. Between her, Sigourney Weaver mm-hmm. in Aliens. Yep. I'm going to say Mila Jovovich for Resident Evil. Yep. Uh, who else? What do you think of... Uh, would you put Kate back in Sail Underworld? I was thinking that. Look, she she can fit into that category. Yeah, I'll put her in there. Um, but I don't know... I don't think there's anyone else that really stood the test of time like a lot of these characters did. Yeah. And one of well, one of ones that I remember watching a lot as a kid, Page Master. Yeah, great film, great film with uh, Macaulay Culkin at the time. I think that was post Home Alone uh, and or was pre drugs, or it was <laughs> in between Home Alone one and two, uh, around that mark. Yeah, because yeah. he was still really young at this point. He was, he was. But, yeah, I don't know what it was about that film. Like it wasn't amazing, but. I found myself watching it over and over again. I don't know why. I'm going to say my honourable mention, Rain of Fire. Can you say that? I don't know if that was like true 90s, but I feel like maybe late 90s, early 2000s possibly. Uh, Yeah, have a look for me, Tony, because I'm actually curious. Rain of Fire was 2002. Shit. Okay. So that doesn't fit into the 90s. It doesn't, but still. Okay. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> so there goes your honorable mention out the yeah, fucking window. Fuck you, Rain of Fire. Do you have, has any come to mind? Not that I can think of. I think we've covered my base. I think there was one more I used to watch a lot. I don't remember what year it came out. Yep. We're, uh, it was a movie called We're Back. What the fuck is that? Um, it was an animated movie uh, back in 93 um, that was- How old were you? Uh, I watched it, obviously, later on down the track. Okay. When I was a bit older. Yeah. But, I, yeah, again, this was another one of those movies that just connected with me. Okay. I don't know. It just spoke to me. Quality quality childhood story. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Like, dino- uh, what's it, Dinosaur? No, Land Before Time. But yes. you know what? But that's 80s. As weird as this sounds. That's an 80s okay. movie. 1988. Did you ever watch Dinosaur? Which one? The one where the asteroid hit and they have to escape the asteroid? No. Oh, my God, bro. We're, I'm, I'm, I kid you not, we need to watch it. Okay. It's fucking fantastic. Right. Fantastic. Okay. Anyways, so that's essentially our take on 90s. We had to fast track it along because, like we said from the start- there was a lot of bases to cover. Oh, yeah. So, we just wanted to try and, and get you know as what? much content in. And we could have probably gone longer and racked our brains and going through our movie collections to find those gems yeah. of what we watched as youths growing up and still watch to this day. Yeah, there was a lot of movies that came out of that time that still frequent me watching. Like, I yeah. can't not find myself in that nostalgic mood wanting to chuck on one of those great She's all that. Oh, awesome. Let's watch that. Or fucking, you know, there's so many I can think of. There was just something. I think there's still something about 90s movies where when you just, like, you got people over, you go, let's watch a movie. Yeah, okay, what are we going to watch? And 
one person, just one person has to mention a movie from the 90s and everyone gets excited. It's true. It's true. I'll, I'll agree with that. Like, you don't just like, ah, oh, nah, nah. Like, I want to watch something In new. In condos, like, uh, maybe out. <laughs> so, Ange, if you're listening, please. Which you are. I know you are. Please hammer Rob about Baby's Day Out and just continue on. Let's make this, a, like, a daily thing now. <laughs> He's going to love that. Yeah. But anyways, that's Fine. our take. That's, look, It's there's a lot of movies that we mentioned in there. So, take notes as, you, as you've listened. And um, the movies we mentioned, if you haven't watched them, you need to fucking watch them. Just saying. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I agree. especially if you're at home in isolation at the moment, which a lot of people still are. Now's the time good, to catch up. Good on you guys for doing your bit and, you know, keeping up the isolation and social distancing. It's not easy, but... It's necessary, so good on you. Yes, I agree. But anyways, it's a wrap. It's the 90s. Do you want to give us uh, a quick plug again and do that shit? We'll do. If you haven't done so already, guys, be sure to go like and subscribe us on SoundCloud, Podcast Addict, Google Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Spreaker, CastBox, uh, and whatever other podcast app you use. You can also find us on social media on Instagram, Rebels Without a Clue 03, Twitter, Rebels Without a 1, and Facebook, Rebels Without a Clue Podcast. Boom! There it is. And we're done. And do you want to plug your own asshole? Yep. So if you want to follow myself individually, it's Braddles2505, so B-R-A-D-E-L-S 2505, on Instagram, Snapchat, and Facebook, all at the same time. And also on TikTok. And on TikTok. (laughs) Oh, no, don't tell people that. (laughs) Too late! Yeah, all right. (laughs) Uh, if you want to follow me, you it's f a r t a double five on TikTok, <laughs> and you just get a snippet of Tony farting basically in five videos. <laughs> Fuck Damn me. it! Fuck um, me. You can follow me on Instagram at tboner eighty figs. That's t b o n e r eight zero f i g s forward slash fartass. <laughs> you can follow me on Snapchat at tboner one eight. That's t b o n e r one eight forward slash fartass. Fuck off, you piece of shit. And that's a wrap. And that's a wrap for this week, guys. So um, I hope you all enjoyed our, I guess, our journey through the 90s and um, got some great film ideas for movie nights or just a day home binging movies. That's it. So until next time, guys, fucking duck, duck.